Welcome to the Become a Media Maven podcast. I am your host, Christina Nicholson, a former TV reporter and anchor turned owner of a public relations agency. And for the next few solo episodes, I am going to come to you with all of my takeaways from every single session that I attended at FinCon. And this is going to be great for you if you didn't go to FinCon. (laughs) And if you did just so happen to go to FinCon and you even attended these sessions, you're going to get my unique take on the takeaways that I got from these sessions. So if you're not familiar with FinCon, it is a conference. It happens once a year. It's a financial conference, hence the Fin in FinCon. And they like to say it's where money and media meet. I spoke there on earning exposure without spending money on ads on the second day of the conference. And while I was there, I attended as many sessions as I could to learn because as you know, I am a big learner. So I want you to learn too. Learn along with me as I attended all of these sessions. And today I am going to go over a session by somebody from thefutures.io. If you're not familiar with the futures, I actually just learned about them when I was there. They handle graphic design, video editing, and copywriting for you. And they do it super fast. So you just send in a ticket and they will take care of your needs within two to three days and send it back to you. So the guy who spoke from the futures was William Villalobos, and I'm probably totally butchering that name. I always have a problem saying that name, even though my mom is Hispanic. I can't say that Hispanic name. And he talked about how to batch 30 days of content in one day. And as somebody who loves to create content, I wanted to go to this session. So he started this session with two things. One is strategy and two is tactics. He touched on the strategy part quickly, and then most of his talk was on the tactics. Ever wonder how some people seem to get a ton of media coverage and you don't? Welcome to Become a Media Maven, where TV reporter, host, and news contributor Christina Nicholson shares years of media experience to help you get the media attention you and your business deserve. And now, to help you master your media coverage, Christina Nicholson. He touched on the strategy part quickly, and then most of his talk was on the tactics. So the strategy, you basically need to answer the question, why do we need to be creating content all the time? That's pretty obvious. And then he said that you have to make decisions like, what is your business focus? What is your communication focus? And what actions are you prepared to take? So to focus on that business focus, you need to define what that is for the year. So what are you going to do this year? Is it going to be building your brand? Is it going to be getting more traffic to your website? Is it going to be attracting investments? Or are you trying to increase leads? Are you trying to grow your email list? Pick one focus. And then from there... You're going to pick your communication focus, and then you're going to talk about the actions that you take. So that moves into tactics a little bit. The only strategy you have to answer here is what's your business focus? What is the the goal? Why are you creating this content? So let's move from strategy to tactics. You need to make decisions like what channel are you going to be on? And by channel, I mean, are you going to do video? Are you going to do audio? Are you going to do text? And then what platforms? And when we talk about platforms, that's obviously 
all of the social media platforms, your website, your podcast, the frequency. Is it going to be once a week, twice a week, every other week? Your audience schedule and your schedule. So he pulled up this graph, William did when he was chatting, and he talked about the platforms you could be on, and he ranked them from most popular to least popular. Now, this doesn't mean pick the most popular one, because if you don't like it or your audience isn't there, then it doesn't make sense for you to be there. But he said, in this order, it goes YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, LinkedIn, Snapchat, WhatsApp, TikTok, and then Reddit. I was a little surprised that TikTok was as low as it was. And I can't believe I even heard about Snapchat again. Like, I honest to God didn't even know Snapchat still existed, but it does. He also said that WhatsApp is growing with micro communities. I think I might be the only person in America who is not on WhatsApp. But if you are, just FYI, that is growing super fast. And then he said TikTok is the biggest one right now, which was not surprising. Like that's the one that's just like skyrocketing and a lot of people are paying attention to right now. So where do people get stuck? He said it is when people think about what in the world should I be talking about? So to answer those questions and to create all the content that you can, you need to remind yourself of your business goals. What are your business goals? And what does your audience want to hear? Those two things should be giving you the ideas. So you need to pay attention to the clues that they give you in feedback, in online discussions, the questions you're being asked. And if you're not being asked the questions, if you're still building a platform, what questions do people have about your industry, about what you do, about the day-to-day, things like that. And the best way to produce content with your customers is to ask them how things are going. And then you produce the content based on the fragments of the feedback that they give you, and you do it in their exact same words. So something that he really harped on that a lot of people don't do, and it's funny, my my first business coaches were really big on this, is talking to your customers. Ask them how things are going. A lot of people, once they get the customer, they just do the servicing, And they don't usually check in and say, how's it going? What are you liking? What are you not liking? What do you want more of? Because I think they can be uncomfortable conversations. And sometimes people don't really want to hear the answers because it makes them nervous. But he says when you do that, you can get some great content ideas while building the relationship with your customers and your clients. Another thing he says is to never focus on all ideas at the same time. This is something that I absolutely love because for me, especially when I go to conferences or I attend webinars or I read blog posts or listen to podcasts, I hate it when people focus on all ideas at the same time. I think that's why when I take you through my FinCon experience, I am doing one episode per topic because I feel like all of this general high-level stuff we've all heard a million times before, and it's not beneficial. You're not going to walk away from this podcast saying, oh, yeah, I've heard all of that before, or not really knowing what to do, not really knowing what the next steps are. But if when you create content, you focus on one thing, and you go deep on one thing, it makes so much different to that person watching, listening, or reading. So never focus on all ideas at the same time. And then he also suggests Creating content for all objections. What do people complain about the most? What objections do they bring to you when you're trying to convince them to invest in a certain program 
or listen to a certain podcast or read a certain blog post. Create content around those objections. And honestly, that's something that I need to do a better job of. A lot of people have objections to join my media mentoring program, for example, by saying they don't have the money to invest. And I'm always thinking, well, you don't have the money because people don't know about you, so they can't work with work with you. But if you invested in the program and you implemented what was in there, people would know about you and then you would make money. So I don't do a good job addressing those objections because to me, it's like common sense. It's like secondhand nature. And I'm so used to my agency clients who are on a different level that they just get that. But my media mentoring clients, they're smaller, they're solopreneurs, they're you know, making just a few thousand dollars a month, they may not understand that. So I need to take the time to address those objections and educate them on how the industry works. So this was a good reminder for me on that. Like a lot of this stuff, honest to God, it wasn't like I was learning something new. It was like, oh my gosh, I need that reminder. Like I know I should be doing this, but other things get in the way and I just totally forget to do this. So Create content for all objections and what people complain about the most. And then you want to produce topics around the good stuff that people say too and use their exact same words. So if it's a success story, if it's a case study, if it's a testimonial, create content around that as well. Helpful and relatable content always wins. And he something that he did with um, thefutures.io is he have this he has this guy and he's really like the face of the company now and what they would do they would literally spend their days creating memes of all the pain points of his avatar and he saw that some of these things were trending on TikTok and then he just catered it to his audience as far as these memes something that I did I don't know if you saw it when I was promoting my last boot camp which was actually my first boot camp <laughs> pitch publicity profit was I had my kids do an ad for me And my daughter um, acted like she wrote a book and she couldn't, people weren't buying it. She couldn't get in front of people to read and nobody knew about it. And then my son was frustrated because he wasn't getting booked on podcasts. So that's kind of an example of focusing on the pain points of my audience. And I honestly didn't really pay attention to what was trending on TikTok. I'm not a TikTok expert. I I did just enroll in a TikTok bootcamp because I want to do some more of that. This actually inspired me. This session on creating content, and I'll tell you um, a little bit about why that was in this session in just a few minutes as I get through my list of notes here. He also says, always leave space to experiment. I think this is super important. There's so many people who have this perfectionism problem where they won't start until they think it's perfect. Well, you can't experiment if you're doing that. Treat everything as an experiment and you'll never get it wrong. You're just learning in the process. And this was a big thing for me. This probably was my biggest takeaway, honestly, throughout this session was he said, take your TikTok videos and put them on YouTube as shorts and treat them as how-to videos. Because a lot of people go to YouTube to search for how-to videos. And my friend, Lisa Remillard, she is super popular on TikTok, like has millions of followers. And she was one of the first people on TikTok to do news. And she does, she has a really, really good job of dumbing down stuff that people are talking about in the news industry, specifically politics and bills and laws and legislation and all of that. And YouTube actually reached out to her and said, 
please repurpose the these TikToks and these Instagram videos because she she puts them on TikTok and then Instagram, but she wasn't putting them on YouTube Shorts. And YouTube reached out to her and told her, please repurpose these, put them on YouTube. We will help you. We will work with you. So she's doing that as YouTube Shorts. So I'm like I said. I'm not doing TikTok videos. I did create a new Instagram account, Media Maven and more, because I want to keep Christina all day fun. Like that's my fun Instagram. I post about my books. I post what I'm doing with my family, things like that. And so many people have told me that I should be posting more about work. And I said, well, I want to keep Instagram fun. I don't want to do it on Christina all day. So I just create a new one, Media Maven and more. And I'm going to put my work stuff there. And then I might as well put it on TikTok if I've already created an Instagram reel. And if it's already there, why not put it on YouTube Shorts? You're literally doing the same thing. So why not just publicize it in three different places? It's no extra work when it comes to content creation. So that is something that I am going to start doing. I have it on my list of things to do. Expect it soon but I don't know exactly when to expect it. And then he says, always make sure you have a call to action to collect leads. So this could be download a freebie, but what if you're doing a video and you don't have a relative freebie? I mean, your call to action could be as simple as double tap to like it, leave a comment about something. The only time this gets a little tricky, and it was one question that I asked William after he spoke, was on Instagram, it's see the link in the bio. On YouTube Shorts, it's probably read the description. So his take on that was always put something in the description with the call to action. So you could always say there's more information on this in the description, and it would be relative for Instagram, for TikTok, and for YouTube. And then you also want to ensure that you have a pixel so you can retarget people with ads. So if you don't have a pixel on your site, whether that be um, a Facebook pixel or a Pinterest pixel or a Google pixel, then just make sure that that is on your website. So you can always retarget people if you do run ads in the future. So Moving on to how do I begin to execute all of these content ideas and how do you make creating content easier? This is the part that I think a lot of people struggle with because creating content, if you have listened to recent podcast episodes, and I have some in the future that will talk about this, it can be a very time-consuming thing. So he has four tips on how to make creating content easier. Number one is to use the right tools. So for me, for example, right now I'm recording a podcast episode. There's no video to go along with this one. So I'm not using a video recorder. I'm just using my microphone and I'm using this little app on my computer that records voice notes. Honestly, that's all I'm going to do. So that's how I'm recording this podcast. For social media, it's scheduling. I use Agora Pulse. I love, love, love Agora Pulse. I will link to Agora Pulse in the show notes of this episode if you want to learn more about that. I was speaking with a friend of mine who also spoke at FinCon, and she uses Agora Pulse too. And we love Agora Pulse. I will also link to my boot camp if you want to get on the waiting list for that and my media mentoring program since I already mentioned those. I will also link to thefutures.io um, because that is where all of this content is coming from, from the speaker of this session that I attended. So make sure you check out the show notes for this episode. But moving right along, ways to make creating content easier. Number one, we have all the right tools. Number two is make it a priority. 
I am big on putting things in my calendar, sticking to my calendar to get things done. So you really just have to schedule this and make it a priority because it's so easy to start and then stop. Look at how many people have started blogs and stopped. Look at how many people have started podcasts and then stopped. I mean, I I have done the exact same thing. I'm still trying to get in the swing of things. We just get distracted with other goals and other things to do. And number three is time blocking. So that really goes along with making it a priority. Time blocking makes it easy. He mentioned, again, the title of this talk was Batch 30 Days of Content in One Day. So you can time block twice a month to get all of this done. The first thing you're going to do is time block the ideas and the talking points. That's day one. Day two, you can time block recording all of the episodes. Like, If it's not an episode for a podcast, for example, it's just a little video. Like you could record a one-hour video and break that up into 12 different videos, 12 different smaller videos, and post those a couple of times a week for a whole month, and then you're good to go. So time block it after you make it a priority. And then number four is recruit help. And that help could be a VA to schedule these things. It could be somebody to edit the videos and put the captions and the emojis or whatever else on them, which by the way, if you do this, please reach out to me because I'm looking for somebody to just add beautiful captions. I'm going to look into it a little bit more. Maybe I'll teach myself how to do it, but that's the big thing I want. I want the beautiful captions and funny emojis. If you follow Alex Hermosi, I just read his book, $100 Million Offers. I love the way his Instagram captions look in his videos. I think they're fabulous. So if this is not your jam, if you just don't want to do it and you have a few extra dollars, go to Fiverr and recruit some help. So how do you make content easier in the creation process? One, use the right tools. Two, make it a priority. Three, time block. And four, recruit help. I just said you could do it in two days. That is if you recruit help. He says you could do it in three days. One, the day of scripting. Two, the day of shooting. And three, the day of editing slash scheduling on social media. He also suggests making it look native to the platform, outside the platform, because obviously you're not going to create 30 days of content in the TikTok app. You can't do that. So Do it outside of the app, but then make it look native. So by making it look native, I mean use the same fonts and the designs in TikTok outside of TikTok. So when you post it, it looks like you created it in TikTok that day and posted it that day. He also says schedule it around your avatar. Again, I like to use Agora Pulse for scheduling. And he says schedule it around your avatar. Like, for example, I know a lot of people have not so good luck on the weekends just because their avatar isn't online on the weekends. If they are online during business hours, then you want to schedule it around there. So look at where your ideal customer or client is on the internet and when they are on the internet. He also suggests testing spontaneous posting and scheduled posting. So schedule it, but also do some spontaneous stuff and see what works best. And then there's also the different styles of content. You can do video where it's like face to camera. You can throw B-roll up there. You can just do text. You could do carousel images if we're talking about Instagram. So try different styles of content and see what works best. Obviously, we know like on Instagram, reels go further. TikTok is a video platform. There's no still images, but there are some ways that you could put text to a still image and that would work. So just test out different styles of copy. Some other things you should test out is your messaging. Is it long copy or short copy? When I was doing my ads for 
my boot camp, Pitch Publicity Profit, this is something that I tested. I tested long copy and short copy in addition to videos and still images. The videos worked way better than the still images. But the long copy versus the short copy, it was a mix. Some long copy worked and some short copy worked. And then you have to be timely. This is something that I teach in Pitching the Media. Always ask yourself, why now? Why is this important to get in front of my avatar now? Why am I posting this now? And then again, I already mentioned to always include a CTA. And it doesn't have to be sales related. I think it should almost never be sales related, quite honestly, because people are getting on social media. They're reading your content to be informed, educated, and entertained. Mostly, if we're talking about social media, especially TikTok and Instagram, they want to be entertained. You can have a call to action in there to a freebie that will lead to a sale. You could include a sale call to action every once in a while, but that should really be something that is more rare. And the call to action should just be something that supplements what you're teaching. And again, it doesn't always have to be something super obvious. It could be a double tap. It could be a comment here. Delegate or outsource the time-consuming tasks. For me, that's captions, just because I haven't figured it out yet. But to be quite honest, I haven't tried that much to figure it out. And obviously, this is something he's going to promote because this is the business of the futures. They will handle all of that for you. But honestly, whether or not he works for a company that would help you with content creation... You should do this. If it's time consuming for you and if you don't like it, you should delegate it and you should outsource it. But I understand that maybe you are not in a position where you want to spend the money on that. So you need to learn how to do it yourself. That is a money mindset issue, honestly, because this is stuff that is going to earn you money. It is an investment. Creating content and getting it out there will bring people into your funnel if it is the right content, which I think after this episode, you will have a better idea of how to create the right content. So delegate or outsource those time-consuming tasks and commit to five things. When you are creating content, commit to five things. One, your audience's needs. What do they need? This is kind of where you need to take a step back, put yourself in their shoes and ask yourself, what does the audience need? And you need to put in time and effort. Like again, this is a time-consuming thing. Put in some time and effort to this. Sharing and creating this stuff takes time and effort. So just be mindful of that. You need to get on a regular schedule. Be consistent with that regular schedule and delegate what takes time from you getting more customers because that's the end goal here. You are a business. You need to make money. What takes time away from you getting more customers? Think of content as a power station. You get to finish 30 days of stuff in just one day. Now, I will say the title of this talk was a little misleading because it's really three days (laughs) the way he explained it. One day for scripting, one day for shooting, one day for editing and scheduling. However, you may be a quick scripter. You may just do bullet points and talk off the top of your head. So you could do your scripting and shooting in one day. And then you could do your editing and scheduling in one day. So that's two days. So it really just depends on how you work and and what you want to do. If you delegate some stuff, it could be shorter for you. But the more you're out there, the more people will think you're an expert and you're an authority because perception is reality. And if you're constantly creating content on a regular basis and putting it out there on your expertise, on what your avatar needs, you're addressing their pain points, you're sharing success stories, more people will want to work with you 100%. So your 
factory, your content creation factory should look like this. Your input, that's your social media posts, your videos, your lead magnets, getting that stuff out there. And then from there, those people who are liking what they're seeing, listening to, or reading are going to go into your pipeline. Your pipeline should be a spreadsheet. You could use a sauna, whatever you use to keep track of the people who are interested in you. You are going to keep track of them in a spreadsheet or in some kind of project manager or CRM, and that is going to forecast the next few weeks of projects for you. Like, okay, how am I going to move these people down the pipeline? And then you want to optimize everything you're doing. Follow your avatar, get those business leads, and then your fulfillment comes comes last. Getting it all done and executing it. Now, The big thing here, again, I mentioned repurposing videos for TikTok, YouTube Shorts, and Instagram, but the big thing here for me was you can repurpose one video into micro pieces of content. Something that he mentioned he did too is you could do a live Instagram or a live on Facebook or a live on YouTube. I mean, I think you can even do a TikTok live. They all let you go live now. And then answer questions live. Have people ask you questions. And then every single question and answer can be its own form of content. Like, this is something that seems so obvious, but when you sit down to think about it, how can you cut up what you do into a 30-second chunk to give people value? Like, in this podcast episode alone, I'm going on almost 30 minutes here, that's 60 pieces of content if I break it up into 30 seconds. Now, obviously, some things are going to be longer. Some things may be shorter. Some things, you know, you need more context. But you get the idea. And then lastly, as I wrap this up, ensure that they have headlines and captions that are on brand for the platform. So, for example, YouTube is very SEO focused. So don't put something like, and people do this a lot on podcasts. And honestly, I won't listen to the podcast episode because I don't know what the hell it's about. They will only put the name of the person they interviewed. Or they will say like episode four with the person's name. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I'm not going to click on it and listen to it. So you need to be very specific Depending on the platform, focus on SEO. I think Instagram and TikTok are kind of going more that route where it's searchable content based on keywords. But I know YouTube has always been there. But ensure that your headlines and captions are on brand and it makes it easy for people to not only find, but also understand. So that is it. Those are all of my notes and my takeaways from William Villalobos, Batch 30 Days of Content in One Day. Again, he's from thefutures.io. I am linking to that in the show notes. If you, I'm not an affiliate or anything. I'm just, again, trying to bring you everything that I got from FinCon. So I am linking to four different things that we talked about during this episode in the show notes. Remember, you can always access those at becomeamediamaven.com. You can access all of the previous episodes on becomeamediamaven.com. And we're on all the apps. So if you liked this episode, if you want to hear more as it relates to marketing, entrepreneurship, or business, please tap subscribe if you haven't already. I would really appreciate it. And if you could leave me a rating or a review, I would be very grateful just because it's very tough for people to find podcasts talking about searchable content. Podcasts haven't fi- haven't figured out how to make it super searchable yet, but I do hope that they uh, 
figure it out soon and help us podcasters out. If you have a business owner friend or family member or colleague, please share this podcast with them. I would really appreciate it. And you can expect a lot more amazing podcast episodes coming out. I remember, again, I am switching from every other Tuesday to releasing new episodes every Tuesday. And I have a lot more from FinCon. I attended a whole lot of sessions. This was just one of them. So I have a whole lot more to come. So again, thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. You can find me on social media. I will put those links in the show notes for you as well. And I will see you here next week on Become a Media Maven.